Hey, I'm Ashley Waldbauer, and you're listening to Nevertheless, Shlee Persisted, a podcast slash audio diary where we prioritize gratitude and unpack why we keep on persisting. It's me, it's your girl, Shalee. Welcome to another episode of Nevertheless, Shalee Persisted. Actually, not just any episode, the 20th episode. Holy crap, guys. Can you believe I've been doing this shit for 20 weeks? Not I. Well, probably more than that, actually, because I skipped one week technically. So, uh, yeah, crazy. It's just wild to even look back at when I started this in January and how far I've come and so many things that I have learned uh, about myself and about podcasting and uh, how much I love it and how much I love you guys and this amazing community. It's just, I could go on and on and on. Um, I am just so, so thankful for you all. Thank you so much for sticking with me and sticking with all of these 20 episodes. Um, I am so excited for future episodes and got a lot more in store for you, friends. Okay, I'm not going to get too mushy on you now. Um, I Let's just start with a gratitude list, right? Let's just do it. And then I'll update you a little bit later on what is going on in Shlee's life. Okay, let's dive right in. All right, friends, this is another long gratitude list. And I'm grateful for my great... Whoa, whoa, my brain just malfunctioned. I'm grateful for my long-ass gratitude list um, (laughs) this week, but that's not number one. Number one is escape rooms. Listen, um, a couple of us from the cast pretty much the same group that went to all of the amusement parks yeah shout out you guys are rock um we went to an escape room and oh my god it was so much fun now here's the thing I've done escape rooms before but they were very very different than the one here in the sense of like this one in Fredericksburg was super cool because it had like multiple rooms that you had to travel through and like solve um riddles and puzzles in that would like get you to the next room I've only ever done escape rooms with one room that just like had everything in it and I think I've only done escape rooms that were like I don't think they were an hour long I want to say they were shorter than that like 30 to hold please Okay, I'm back. Sorry, maintenance came to the door. My phone has been broken. Um, And front desk has been trying to call me. And um, yeah, I never got them because my phone apparently doesn't work. Anyway, um, I like also how I said hold please. Like this isn't a podcast where I could just like cut this bit out. But now I feel like I'm too far into this bit where I'm gonna have to keep it into this podcast. Anyway, okay. (laughs) Back to the gratitude list, escape rooms. Like I was saying, I feel like all of the escape rooms that I've done in the past have been like 30 to 45 minutes. And so I don't know if I've ever really done an hour one. I might need to double check that one with Matt though, because we did one in Iowa with his sister and brother-in-law and I don't remember how long it was. So it doesn't matter. Anyway, this one was really cool um, because it was so well thought out. It was themed. We were a band from Louisiana who was charged with murder of our boss and we had to find out like who actually killed our boss because we didn't do it. Not me. 
not the tambourine player. Anyway, escape rooms, so much fun. It was a grand old time. We had honestly like a good amount of people too, which like doing escape rooms with a lot of people kind of like can be tricky because you just want to make sure that like everyone is like working on something or like has figured something out. And sometimes with too many people, it can get a little tough that way. But I think we had like seven people and that was pretty good. But also we had like three rooms to get through. So made a lot of sense. Anyway, escape rooms, so much fun. Had a blast. Number two, a food item. Are you ready? Um, Brussels sprout Caesar salad. Okay, listen. There's this place in Fredericksburg called Rebellion, and it's like a bourbon bar, but they obviously also have food there. And I'm not like a huge bourbon gal. Um, I am a gin girly myself. I'll say it. I'm honestly not that picky, but I do like gin. Anyway, bourbon is not my go-to. It's not my favorite. But anyway, their food is really, really good too and they have a brussels sprout caesar salad that is to die for it is huge like my mom came to visit my mom and my brother came to visit and um saw joseph and we went to this place and like we shared that salad and honestly probably didn't really make that much of a dent in it um and it was so good but i'm also in my like caesar salad era (laughs) Is that a thing where I just am like craving Caesar salads all the time with like a side of fries and a Diet Coke? And I think that might be a TikTok thing. Let me know if you've seen that on your TikTok. I feel like I've seen a couple of videos of girls like saying like, hit me up if you want to go on a Caesar salad date. Um, So maybe it just like was sending signals to my brain. TikTok is just taking over my brain. So what was I talking about? Brussels sprout Caesar salad. (laughs) Yeah. Big fan, big fan. Rebellion, downtown Fredericksburg, go. And if you need a date, hit me up. Okay, number three, a trolley ride. Now listen, downtown Fredericksburg is just the cutest and they have a trolley ride like tour because Fredericksburg is pretty historical um, and has like a lot of cool sites and like old timey buildings from like the Civil War era. It's really cool and like, Um, When you take this trolley ride, it's just like a tour around downtown Fredericksburg and they explain to you the history of like the Battle of Fredericksburg and blah, 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 blah. And there's like cannonballs in like sides of buildings still, which is really fun. And yeah, it just was such a fun time. I this was my second time doing it with my mom and my brother. Um, The first time I did it was when I was in Ghost when Matt was here. And like that is like right up Matt's um, alley because he's big fan of history in general and um yeah and it just was a lot of fun and it was it was cool to kind of um see the area in the fall versus the summer this time um because like when Matt and I went and it was in the fall it was like super cute and like like the leaves were changing and it was kind of chilly and this time I mean, it was also beautiful, but wow, this trolley was packed like who would have thought that Fredericksburg was popping in the summer but there were we had a hard time finding seats on the trolley it like sold out baby so if you want to take the trolley in Fredericksburg um I suggest getting there like 15 to 20 minutes early just to get a spot yeah the trolley rides are popping okay number four my light up shoes that I wear in Joseph yeah you heard me right I have light up shoes. It's pretty cool. I never had those as a kid. So I feel like I'm healing my inner child by having these light up shoes. (laughs) 
But the funny thing is, so a couple podcast episodes ago, um, I don't remember which one I said it on, but it was in the rehearsal process um, because on my gratitude list, I had put like my narrator sequin heels that like reminded me of my six boots. Um, Funny story, which I I guess I never shared on the podcast. Um, I don't wear those anymore uh, because there are so many stairs in Joseph and I think I would fall and die. And yes, there are stairs in six, but um, there are so many more in the show and they're a lot more steep and I we also couldn't get like rubber on the bottom of the heels so I was slipping and sliding like nobody's business but like listen my ankles are already struggling in sneakers so I am so thankful that I ended up not wearing the heels even though they were super fun and fantastic and did I make basically an entire Instagram post about those heels um yeah yeah I did and now I'm not wearing them and that's that. But these light up shoes are really fun and cool and quirky. <laughs> Yike. Um, yeah, they're like metallic blue. They have a button on the side that you can just like tap and they have like different settings of like what colors you want. Um, and there's like settings at the end that like flash through all of the colors. So I turn those on when um, we do the mega mix at the end, which is very fun. Um, what else do I have to say about that? Oh, except lately, because I move around a lot in the show, I'm grooving my ass off. Um, And sometimes when I am not paying attention, like I'll accidentally hit the button on the side of my shoes and they'll turn on or like one will turn on during a scene that they should not be on for. So that's kind of fun to deal with. But um, that's really my own fault. Human error. Truly. Um, Yeah. So big fan of the shoes. I'll probably post something on my Instagram to be like, "Ooh, look at these. I'll probably post them on my Instagram, which, hey, if you don't follow me, follow me at neverthelessly persisted. We have a good time over on Instagram. Um, yeah, that's that. Okay, number five. This might be a controversial one, but I'm here for it. When people tell you that you have lipstick on your teeth, and I think this also falls under the category of like, if you have something in your teeth or like something on your face and people tell you, those are the real MVPs, okay? Those are the real good friends in your life. And (laughs) I wear red lipstick in Joseph and... I was on stage singing the prologue and then one of the little girls in the show comes up to me um, during a transition moment and she was so smart about it. Her back was to the audience and she told me that I had lipstick on my teeth and I was like, you are a real one. Wow. I was so grateful because we had just started the show and that would have been fun to have red lipstick all over throughout the entirety of the show because I don't really come off stage very much so I probably wouldn't have seen it so shout out to you I'm not going to say her name because she's a child but and she won't listen to this podcast because she's like eight and also shouldn't be listening to my podcast my profanity uh geez (laughs) I don't know what kind of accent that was but uh you're welcome anyway uh so if you are ever with me in the future and I have something in my teeth or something on my face, please tell me. I won't be embarrassed. I don't know why people don't want to be told those things. That's, I think, why I I thought this might be a controversial topic. 
because I think people just get embarrassed really easily and I get embarrassed really easily but I would be more embarrassed if I had lipstick on my teeth for the entire first act at least you told me right away so I could fix it right away is that controversial I don't know let me know your feelings on if you want people to tell you there's something on your face or in your teeth okay and that's that point I don't even know how many we've done one two three four five that's the fifth one Okay, number six. Um, I don't totally know what this one means. <laughs> Even though I wrote it and put it down, um, I feel like I'm discovering this gratitude point. And it, I wrote down um, embracing my cool girl era. I think lately I've just been feeling really cool <laughs> and really good about myself, I guess, which is awesome. Um Maybe it's because of some of the outfits that I've put together this week. I just am like, I look and feel really cool. And here's the thing. I don't think I've ever really thought of myself as cool. Like that's not a word that I would use to describe myself. But recently I've had a lot of people describe me as cool. And I'm here for it. Um, like my friend Sally from Joseph who listens to my podcast. Hi. Um, she compared me to Ariana from, once again, bringing up Vanderpump Rules, but Ariana is really cool, okay? And she compared me to her and I was like, wow, that's the best compliment I've ever gotten in my entire life. I don't remember if I've talked about this on a previous podcast, but if I have, here you go again. Yeah, I think this gratitude point has come up because of some of the outfits that I've been putting together. Um, I just feel really cool really rad. And honestly, this kind of leads into my next gratitude point, which is my Letterman jacket. Um, shout out to my brother Caden for bringing it on the Virginia trip um, for him to wear. Uh, but then I took it. <laughs> so technically, this Letterman jacket is mine. It is from when I played softball growing up and it literally has my name on it. It's actually pretty fun. I really enjoy it. But it has been in storage for the past however many years um and my mom recently went through storage and I guess that's how Caden got his hands on it and um brought it to Virginia which was his mistake <laughs> because I took it back and I love it so much and I wore it this week and I felt really cool and that was one of the outfits that I was thinking of so they kind of go hand in hand um I'll share that outfit that OOTD <laughs> Do people do that still? OOTDs? I guess not. I feel like that was really popular in like, what, like five years ago, maybe? Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, Yeah, love this Letterman jacket. We'll be wearing it so much more, Um, even though it is summer. I don't care. I'll wear it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just like fully embracing my cool girl era, going back also to that um, point, that gratitude point. Um, wrapping it all up with these two. Yeah, I don't totally know what that means yet. And maybe I will, um, maybe I should dig into that, what that means to me. Um, maybe that's a journal moment for me. So I'll keep you updated on how my cool girl era is going and what the fuck that means. <laughs> but this is the start. Damn it. Okay, number eight is, this one's really oddly specific but it is like when it rains and the ground kind of like mists from the rain because it's like kind of warm because it's a summer rain and I've only really seen this when I drive um I don't know if I've really seen that walking around New York but I saw it on the way to the show the other day when it was rainy and I just have 
a soft spot in my heart for rain. Maybe it's because I'm a Washington native and like rain, but um, especially in the summer to just like cool things off a little bit. It's nice. Although I will say here in Fredericksburg, it does get a little muggy for my taste. Like at least in the Pacific Northwest, like when it rains, it like actually cools things down. But yeah, I just love the rain. I love a nice little mist. It looks cool. Um... Yeah, I don't mind a dreary day now and then. It just makes me want to like cuddle up and read, which is something that I do anyway. But you know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> okay, number nine. I think it, I think we're on nine. I've talked about this before, but it's on my gratitude list again. Um, I literally think I talked about this last week. Yeah, uh, it's Throne of Glass. I need to update you on this series okay okay so I zoomed through the first two books like lightning super easy reads love them both now here's the thing now I'm on the third book but not technically the third book in the series because the cool thing about throne of glass and the cool thing about book talk in general oh, I do love me some book talk um which is a side of TikTok that talks about books if you are not on TikTok. Sarah J. Mass slash Sarah J. Moss, because I still never looked up how to say her name. I apologize. It's been a busy week. Um, <laughs> that's the excuse I've given myself. Anyway, uh, she wrote a prequel to the first book, Throne of Glass, and people argue where you should read the prequel, which is called The Assassin's Blade, which is what I'm reading right now. There are basically three different orders that you could read the series in. You can read it in like chronological order where you read the prequel before Throne of Glass. Another way to read it is you read the first three books. So Throne of Glass, the second one is Crown of Midnight, which is what I just read. And then the third book is Air of Fire. And then you read The Assassin's Blade as the fourth. Um, book before you move on to the rest of the series and then the third option is to read the assassin's blade after the first two books which is the the option I chose after doing so much research on book talk and youtube because I am hashtag a nerd um who's also in my cool girl era I can be both okay anyway um and I really do enjoy this reading order because here's the thing I get my chronological girlies like I hear you I understand you I understand you want to read the prequel first I hear it um but for me that just doesn't make sense because the series is called Throne of Glass and I think the first book is really important to like set up the entire world and for me I think it's been really fun to read the prequel after I like know the female main character pretty decently now after two books um and I think it's just like really informative I don't know she just does things in this prequel that explains behavior later and I kind of like comparing the two after the fact after I've already read the first two books I don't know if any of this is making sense I encourage you to read the series because it's really good so far one of the things that I do want to comment on is like one of my favorite things about Sarah J Moss slash Mass um is how she writes female relationships I love them so much I get so attached to these female friendships 
and sister relationships and all of the above. I just adore it. Like, yes, I'm also here for the smut. I'm also here for the hot men who are fae. But um, I'm really here for the female relationships. Oh, Sarah J Mass just gets me in the feels every damn time. And I heard it only gets worse from here. Ugh. So yeah, so that's what I've been doing with a lot of my time is reading the Throne of Glass series and nerding out about it. Woo. Okay, number 10. This one makes me laugh. Um, and it is cringy bumper stickers. Now, listen, the personalities in Fredericksburg are truly one of a kind. Um, and the, I've spotted many an interesting bumper sticker, but I did see one the other day that kind of took the cake. Um, and it was, uh, in quotes, my other ride is my sexy husband. That was on someone's car. Can you believe? <laughs> I'm like, go off. You do your thing. But it just, it really cracked me up. I tried to get a video of it, but I am a grandma driver and was shaky and you couldn't even see the bumper sticker. So um, I have no proof that I saw this bumper sticker, but I promise it was real and um, hilarious. I really don't have much to say about it other than go, go, f yeah, good for you. Good for you, girlfriend. Your other ride is your sexy husband. <laughs> okay, last but not least, oh, this one is a fun one too, the 11th point on the gratitude list. It is you guys, I've been working really hard on trying to roll my R's. I feel like this has been a goal of mine for the past year. Wow, I, that's not the <laughs> gratitude point of this week. But um, I felt like I needed to tell you that I'm working on it. I know that wasn't a great drum roll. I, I'm working on rolling my R's, okay? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> the 11th point on my gratitude list this week is... Taco Bell sauce packets. Listen, <laughs> I had Taco Bell the other night after a show because I wanted it. And um, I am a big Taco Bell girly. Um, I've always been and always will be. Um, like so much so where my grandparents will give me Taco Bell gift cards. And like when I graduated high school, um, made a necklace of Taco Bell gift cards for me as a graduation present. So I'm a hardcore Taco Bell stan, but I haven't had it, honestly, in a hot second because in New York, Taco Bell's just like, don't do it for me. Even the Taco Bell cantina in like around Times Square doesn't do it for me. Not a fan. It just hits different when you're like going through a drive-through at like an actual city. Not that New York City isn't a city. It is, but like, you know, more of a suburban, like I can drive through a Taco Bell. You know what I mean? Anyway, I haven't had Taco Bell in a hot second um, and really wanted it after doing cardio for two hours in Joseph. And I got Taco Bell hot sauce, mild and hot, because I like both. Sue me. Mild gives me a little bit more flavor. Hot gives me just enough spicy. I use both. Um, but the thing that I noticed on these sauce packets is like they have really upped their game in the sense of like the the little slogans. I don't think I would call them slogans. Like the little sayings, I guess, that are on each sauce packet. They've really upped their game. Like some of them are really funny now. And I don't know if they've actually changed them or maybe it's just like I haven't had Taco Bell in a hot second but um 
some of the my favorites are you're gonna get my taco bell sauce package uh reading right now anyway number one we'll see about that number two you so get me number three you're cute which makes me feel really good when i'm stuffing taco bell down my throat thank you taco bell i know (laughs) oh this one was i think one of my favorites first of all dot 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 hilarious oh oh this one's good too (laughs) it's play it cool but there's a period after play it cool anyway and then the last one is i won't wait forever well you don't have to talk about sauce packet because i will open you up right now (sighs) it's the little things in life people that that is my gratitude list oh oh hold on before i even move on (laughs) I just had this thought hit me so hard in the brain after talking about uh, Taco Bell sauce packets. Do you remember when Forever 21 came out with a Taco Bell collab and there were bodysuits as the sauce packets? I do. And I remember it so hard because I wanted one really badly and they sold out so fast because I wanted to be a Taco Bell um, hot sauce packet for Halloween and I couldn't. So Forever 21, if you're listening, (laughs) number one, sponsor me. Well, I don't know if I have anything Forever 21 anymore. (laughs) So maybe uh, I understand why you might not want to sponsor me. But if you do want to send me a limited edition Taco Bell sauce packet um, bodysuit, happy to have it. I'm here with open arms. I would love it. Yeah, that was that was a thought from the vault in the back of my brain. Um, but I felt like it was important to get out. Okay, there is my gratitude list of the week. Now I'm done. <laughs> Alrighty, friends, let's get into the thoughts and feels of the week, shall we? Oh, we shall. Um, so here's the thing. The thoughts and feels of this week, I think are just gonna feel a little different um, in the sense of I'm not sure I really have a solid through line. Like I feel like I've learned something for the past 20 weeks that have kind of like, like there's been a topic that's kind of encompassed my week or like a lesson I've learned or something that I've just been thinking about. And this was like the first one where I really didn't have anything that kind of like jumped out at me or spoke to me. And so instead of being like, oh, what's my through line? I'm not learning anything this week. Um, I just am gonna, <laughs> I still have thoughts and feelings that I will share with you don't stress out. Um, But I think it's just going to be a little bit of a different format this week. So just bear with me. It's just going to be a little different. Um, Good old episode 20. Super good for that. Um, So I'm just going to update you on what my life is like right now and then kind of go into the random thoughts that I've had also. Um, So update. I'm still in Fredericksburg. Hey, Um, as you obviously know from my gratitude list where I talked about it a lot. Still doing Joseph. It's going well. Um, I feel like I'm finally kind of settling in, which is awesome. I feel like I'm not stressing out about the word so much now. I mean, it could at least as not as much as I was. Do I still run through Jacob and Sons? right before I go on at the beginning of the show yeah yeah I do but if that's what my brain needs in order to calm the fuck down then like that's okay I'm I still will do it um so I feel just a lot more comfortable in the narrator shoes which are now light up and not heels um 
and yeah we're just having a good old time um okay two updates that i've written down that aren't really joseph related they're not joseph related at all number one my nails i found a spot i know everyone was really really worried for me but i finally found a good spot and it's called venus nails and shout out to jess who is our awesome stage manager that's where she gets her nails done and they always look bomb and mine look fire right now because they're literally red and one of my um fingers is also a flame I feel pretty badass. Once again, cool girl era. How many times can I say that in one episode? (laughs) I finally found a good nail spot. Was this probably the last time that I was going to get my nails done before going back to New York? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. But, I mean, they look great and they feel great. So, you know, they're, they're solid for the next month. So there's my nail update for you all. Once again, I know you were very worried. Number two, my second update is I don't remember what podcast episode I talked about this on but remember when (laughs) I hope you remember when uh I was talking about wanting a dog and how I really want an Italian greyhound because they're really cute and quirky and funny and they look silly and I want one um and Matt disagrees with me because he really wants a beagle that's what I said okay I have to say that I apparently was wrong Um, because I chatted with Matt again this week about it and he was like that's not what I said or at least that was not the main dog he wanted he said he really wants drum roll I'm not going to do the drum roll again (laughs) do it in your mind he wants a a basset hound Mm mm-hmm I'm just gonna let you sit in that silence for a hot second okay we're in this together a basset hound which to be honest i don't feel like differs a ton from beagles they both look like old men basset hounds more so um i will say the benefit of a basset hound is that they are extremely lazy and chill and now i think i understand why matt would want a basset hound more than a beagle because beagles are kind of annoying. Um, at least basset hounds, like, they just lay there and are chill. Um, so I think, I guess I would be open to having a basset hound. Only because after Matt and I talked about it um, through WhatsApp FaceTime, which I guess, is, is it just called WhatsApp calling? Because it's not FaceTime because that's an Apple thing. Anyway, doesn't matter. We were chatting virtually face to face on whatsapp and um i don't know once again if tiktok heard us but i've been swarmed with basset hound puppies on my tiktok feed and i will say i'm not mad about it they are pretty cute they look like tiny old men um (laughs) so i'm open to the idea do I solely want a basset hound? No. I think we would still have to be open to having two dogs because I really want an Italian greyhound. But I digress. Anyway, that was my second important update that I needed to tell you all. Alrighty, friends, let's talk about some random thoughts and feels that I have had throughout the week that uh, don't have a through line. So basically, the first thing I wanted to talk about, which was like, 
really cool and fun this week is um, we had our Joseph understudy go on this week. Woohoo! His name is Calder. He's super rad. Um, he did a great job. Um, the only thing is he did go to Baylor which is TCU's rival, and I don't love that about him. But you know what? I I put that aside when we acted together on stage, and um, you all would be really, really proud of me for doing that. Um, anyway, <laughs> he was great, and um, it just brought a fun and new, exciting energy to the cast. Um, and one of my favorite things about having an understudy or swing go on is that like, because it's this new energy and um, especially in Calder's case, because he was playing Joseph and like, there's also a lot going on with Joseph and um, it, it can be pretty intimidating to also be just thrown into that role. Um, only with one put in um, rehearsal, which is also pretty scary. You just like never know what's going to happen on stage. And that is one of my very favorite things. Now call me crazy, but I love when things go wrong on stage. Now, let me rephrase that. I don't love when I go up on my words. That's not very fun. But like when I say I like when things go wrong on stage, I mean like props falling or um, someone does different blocking and you have to adjust to that. Things of that nature. I love dealing with that shit on stage. It is a lot of fun. Um, my friend Grace, who you all know, now um she calls me the queen of picking things up on stage and it's true I do that quite often <laughs> whether that's costume pieces or whatever yeah I just I uh, I love rolling with the punches on stage and I guess it just gave me this idea or thought as to why I hate when things go wrong outside of the theater like in my every day life like yes I know that those are two very very different things like being on stage is different than like my actual life I get that that's like a major difference but I just wonder if I could change my attitude a little bit more when things go wrong in my day-to-day -day life so if something doesn't go the way that I plan it in real life how can I use my theatrical brain to influence my mindset in real life. Here's the thing, I struggle with this dichotomy of being flexible and also craving stability. I love stability. <laughs> I mean, don't we all? I just like being comfortable. A lot of my anxiety stems from not knowing what's gonna happen or being in a situation that I'm like unfamiliar with. Now, at the same time, I would say that I'm a pretty flexible human. And when people call me unflexible, it's honestly kind of a trigger for me. I hate it so much. I hate it, hate it so, so much. And I know that I have chosen an industry and career where I have to be so incredibly flexible and down to change my lifestyle um, on the dime. On the dime? Turn on a dime. That's the saying that I was going for, but it didn't really mesh with what I was saying. You understand what I mean. I have to be flexible because things can change instantly, um, especially <laughs> in my career. Now, if I've learned anything from therapy, um, I've learned that 
two opposing things can be possible at the same time, which is something that I think I've talked about before, but I think it works in this case, in this scenario too. I can be a flexible human, but still crave stability. Like once again, I chose this industry. I know what I'm getting myself into, but I know I am a creature of habit and routine and do really well with stability around me. (laughs) And to be honest, I think that these things can go hand in hand in the sense of like, I'm really good at creating stability no matter where I'm at in the sense of like, I create a routine for myself and grounding posts, I guess is how I would describe it, or grounding methods um, wherever I'm at, whether that's Fredericksburg or back home in New York or on a cruise ship. I find ways to ground myself and to like bring me back to home base no matter where I'm at. And so to bring this full circle, I guess I just had a light bulb moment after doing the show with Calder the other night because I was like, that was so much fun because it was so imperfect and that's one of the things that I love about theater and the fact that the entire cast had to be on their toes because you just didn't know what was going to happen and that was fun and special and it led me down this little rabbit hole of there are moments in my life where I, I do love being flexible and being able to adapt in the sense of like I unexpectedly get a job and have to go somewhere for a couple months and I love figuring out my life around situations like that so I wanted to see if there was a world where I could bring some of that insight into the moments where things aren't really going my way and um, I'm not really in the mood to be flexible and that's where like the other side of my stability brain kind of like rears its ugly head in the sense of like, hey, don't you wish you had a normal nine to five or in like a normal income, a stable income? And then that ugly side of stability sticks in my brain for about a week and I question everything. Honestly, this kind of goes hand in hand with last week's episode, my mid-year meltdown. Now, I'm not totally sure where I'm going with this thought, but I guess the thought of like art imitates life comes to mind in the sense of like this thing happened to me on stage and I loved it and now it's making me reflect on how I can incorporate that feeling into my day-to-day life which I think I can because here's the thing even though I crave stability I would love to have a steady income Um, but even after my mid-year meltdown I snapped out of it and like I always go back to my art and and go back into the mindset of like, no, I fucking love what I do and I love creating art with people and I love being on stage and I think that I have something important to share with the world even though I'm not totally sure what that looks like yet. Like how can I use the feelings that I felt this week to get out of my rut faster, I guess, so I'm not just like in this weird headspace for a week like I was in my mid-year meltdown and I think the term that comes to mind and I literally just thought about this now is being comfortable in the uncomfortable or learning how to be comfortable in the uncomfortable because that's exactly what I was doing this week on stage and so how can I change my mindset to being comfortable in the uncomfortable in my day-to-day life Sorry, I know I said that like three different times. Comfortable in the uncomfortable 
There we go. I'm getting it into my brain, people. <laughs> and to be honest, I'm not really sure what this looks like yet because I'm just having this thought now. I'm just sorting this through with you all right now. Um, but I am excited to try it out when I get into my next funk, which is inevitable. Um, so I will keep you updated on what that looks like for me in the future and how I process through it all. Okay, well, I guess, to be honest, that was really my only thought this week. And I guess it did have a through line. So look at that. <laughs> look at, at where we ended up. I know I'm kind of leaving you a, a little bit on a cliffhanger there, or at least just like not, there, there's some loose ends. This, this episode was not tied in a cute little bow, like some of them are. <laughs> I can't even say all, like all of them because there definitely have been episodes where I'm like, well, there's no answer, uh, but I'll figure it out someday. And <laughs> this, this is one of those episodes, folks. But yeah, that's just what's going on in my brain this week. Um, and I feel pretty good about it. Uh, <laughs> I hope that you all have a great rest of your week. I'm just going to wrap it up right there. Um, I love doing this and I love sharing these messy thoughts with you every week and I hope that you take something from them at least in the sense of like hey you are not alone my brain is just as messy as yours and we are sorting through this shit together um have a great rest of your week I love you all so much thank you for all of your love and support um I am just so grateful for you all okay I'll talk to you next week bye bye